What's the haps, coconut heads? Welcome to our podcast, where we talk story about culture, creativity, self-care, and our quirky obsessions. Informing, empowering, and entertaining with humor. You're welcome. I'm your host, Jade Fox. And I'm G Supreme. Sit back, unwind, and join us in our conversation. Welcome back, y'all. We continue our talk story about Better Look Tomorrow, um, our first movie in our film club. And um, I'm going to tell you that we literally talk stories. So forgive us when we kind of go off the tangent. But trust me, it's related somehow. Enjoy. Although, you know what? I do want to talk about the Stephanie and Steve couple. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Because the popular, they popular they rich just, couple, they just didn't <laughs> throw that in for just willy nilly. I think that was supposed to say something about just relationships. And I'm like thinking, I told Johnny, like, you know what? Back now, now I can actually see. I'm kind of glad I didn't have a boyfriend in high school. That would be too complicated for me. I think I would not have had as much fun if I had a boyfriend because I just hung out with my girlfriends all the time. They had boyfriends, but um found out later that those boyfriends were really controlling hmm. i would not that would not be cool and i think that kind of shaped who i was because i don't i don't take that kind of controllingness you you already know that like i don't stand for it like and you had a full life like you had a full life in high school and stuff like you were doing things you were doing things you know being with your friends you know doing things you loved girl it's because i wanted to get out of the house i was like the only way (laughs) i could get out of the house because i wasn't allowed to go to parties so i had to come up with stuff like dances (laughs) i'll go to every single our school had a dance every month and so i had to go to every single dance and then um my parents, like, I couldn't go over anybody's house unless I knew they knew the parents. So there was a very small, like, like core of people that my parents, like, really trusted. Um, and um, I joined being in a musical because I had to go to practices late, after school. Yeah, late, right. yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Became a cheerleader so I could be out there. You could go with all other- the game. Yes. See? <laughs> I, I, I had to play that role because it's like, they're not going to let me out. Like I have to, as long as it's school, they were okay with it. It was school sponsored. They were okay with it. So that's how I lived my life. So I had chose the last part of my high school. Actually, most of my part of my high school was social. Like, you know, I wasn't any of those. I was the one that was the romance boy crazy. Like all I could fantasize about and think about was getting in a relationship, like oh, no. liking I, somebody. Trust me, I there were so many diaries that I was depressed because oh. no one would love me. Oh. And it's like I was I'm the type of person that like once I like a guy, like I like them for years. Like I never wow. change it up. I never change it up. <laughs> it's like the same guy for like six years. You know what I mean? Like so um, that's how I was. I was always like, you know, it was always like 16 candles in my head because it's like I was like one day that he's going to notice me and we're going to go to <laughs> prom together. And I was I was really like crazy, like very crazy. Like, in fact, I asked that guy to prom and he was like, who are you? Like, crazy. Hey, I was like, I've timed it and everything. Make sure my hair is like 
makeup was Aww. up. I was like, I, and I know where he sits every single time. And I was like, I swear he was looking at me. <laughs> I swear he was looking at me. And so I was like, do it. Just do it. You're going to regret it if you don't do it. I didn't tell any of my friends. I walk over to him where he's sitting. And I'm like, hi. And oh my God, Trinch. I didn't even say like what my name was. I don't even know if I said his name. All I said was like, uh, you want to go to prom with me? And I was just like, and he was a sophomore. I thought it was like, he's going to want to go with me. I'm a junior. I'm cute. And he's like, uh, like he was just like, no, thanks. You know, it was your promposal. It was your lack of promposal. You should have done the whole like band, the whole, you know, musical but, dance number. I think, I think he, th- he thought it was creepy, honestly, because I think before that I even put notes in his locker, like, Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that <laughs> part of saying. it. Oh, yeah. I used to follow him when he went home in a scooter. Like, I was like, okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, but I, I was I like. I want to know this side of you, Gene. I know. No, I was like boy crazy. All I, in my diaries, all I talked about about boys and the same boy. And um, that's why I always was like, God, I wish I had a boyfriend. I wish I was like that person. Like, no one loves me. Although, there was a couple guys. I just, they weren't. They weren't my type, right? There, people liked you or like yeah. you or us, but me. And then it was like, but not the ones that you Correct. wanted to Correct. like you. Correct. So, so now looking back and looking at these kind of movies too, like I'm like, oh, I'm glad I didn't have a boyfriend, and and because you just miss out on a lot. I felt like because I felt like Stephanie. What what kind of life is that? I was just like, Steve is telling her. She he seemed oh, very controlling. Go, go with to swear to wherever and he like he wasn't even emotionally like there for her like yeah that's how I was like I wanted to know more about Steve because I was like does he have like maybe he has money because he went to a different school he went to a private school and I have to say that was my high school that they showed that's what I thought because like, I go that yeah. looks like Marshall oh my god I'm like okay <laughs> cool so they went all the way from the OC to um so yeah, so he, I think he went to private school because they had uniforms. Yes. So I was like, why is she with him? She doesn't even look like she really likes him that much. But I think it was just a, a, like a good arrangement, you know, like between the parents. Or like, he's a good, you know, guy. And- that their parents approved because they both kind of had uber money, more money yeah. than the others. And yeah, they were on a different level almost than, than the rest of the boys to me. They, he, they're slightly yeah. above the rest of the boys financially yeah and i just felt like what did you, you know, think they were there for like what did you think they were trying to he was trying to tell with their coupleship i don't know that's i was like why would they put that in there um they they both kind of follow the model minority thing because he was like in that you know those decathlon decathlon yeah, yeah. i was mm-hmm. like he was in that kind of thing and um, she seemed what did she what was her thing i don't know she was she was she a was, cheerleader oh yeah she, she was a cheerleader she was yeah. really good at science and uh so they kind of followed that model minority myth and um i guess the dynamics of like not the perfect couple you know it's like it seems nice on the outside and but you don't really know what's happening behind the scenes again behind the behind the curtain you know there's there's no real relationship to be had in high school junior high elementary no these 
there's no job, first of all. Think, where are they going to take you? Most of them don't drive or have car. Where are they going to take your ass for that's a date? I, that's, no. what, that's what I tell my. That's what I tell my fourth graders. <laughs> All right, but, or my fifth graders, my fifth and sixth graders are the ones that in in relationships, and I'm like, girls, what? walk girls. in a class, hold my books. Yeah, I, I said, <laughs> unless he unless he's paying for your meals, that's not your boyfriend. <laughs> and let me add on to that. You don't want to rely on anybody for meals or money. I don't add. I don't ask my husband for money. I makes my own. He asked me for money. So. That's what I tell my kids. I tell my. I tell my daughter especially. You make your own millions. You make your own money. Do not rely on anybody else mm-hmm. because that person can be selfish. That person is going to be, you know, uh, uh, stingy. You don't. You don't have to want to ask anybody for your no. freedom. To do what you want. And you don't want to feel like you have to say yes because that person's taking care of you. I always feel like you make your money, you have a little bit of power. If not, you have all your power. So I always tell my students, like, you, that pretty face is going to get you somewhere, but but beauty fades. You got you to gotta make your own money. You don't want to be asking people for money. And what gets me about that, because I know people who are in that relationship where they stay home, they do everything, you know, and they're happy doing it. They, they voluntarily do that. And the man says, I'm going to take care of you. I right. want you to do this. But then later yep. the man becomes resentful because then they feel like they're, they're making all work. Exactly. And boom, then the woman's left out when the man decides I don't want this anymore. Do yes. whatever, you know, that, that That's, makes me very, ugh. it's a complicated, uh, it's a complicated uh, thing. For this segment, um, I think I encourage everybody to watch Justin Lin movies, at least. And they're blockbuster movies. Uh, he directed the Fast and Furious series, uh, and he will be finishing out those two. So you can actually catch up. Those of you that are not uh, familiar with Fast right. and Furious. They got time. They you got time. time. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Nothing. So uh, you can watch all the way up. To, there's eight. I know you're like, there's eight movies. <laughs> Try it, please. They're and then good. don't They're judge good. it until after the fourth or fifth one. So yeah. <laughs> I I was talking to a friend of mine and she was just like, oh, I'm not really into Vin Diesel. I'm like, dude, we don't watch Fast and Furious for the acting. <laughs> or one person. Or one person. It's an ensemble. So if you don't like this one yes. person, you could just look at the other. So I was like amazed when she said that and I was like how are we friends like how <laughs> so I'm happy that you are a Fast and Furious head like I am because like dude like I'm for it and I'm for the ending I, I think it needs to end because yes. 10 is a little much and uh, yeah and th- there's a joke about that right that they're <laughs> what they're finally going to space or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> finally that's when they're going yes. to space and, and I'm for it and I believe it I was just like you know uh, you know it's we go for the stunts and yeah and we don't go action, for the yeah. we don't go for the reality like oh. we know this is not real like that's how you go to the movies but it's so awesome to see it on a big screen so that's why yes. I was like oh yeah the sounds like, the music uh, the, oh yeah it's just so Very good exciting. like ugh. anyway I'm all for <laughs> watch I'm, I'm promoting that so go everybody go and start from the first one give it a chance up to the fourth one then it'll probably spin you around and then they have their 
um, what's it called? The spinoff with Hobbs uh, and the, Shaw. Yep. Yeah. Go that, that one. So good. Jason Statham, my boy, my boy, and Rock G's boy. Yep. Um, <laughs> so a little bit of back, background. So the inspiration was, uh, of course, Justin Lin and his his uh, his writer friends. They wanted to write about this model minority myth because um, it's very common. Because, like as we talked about, it's still live and well today. Um, I think it's because I think because we're not in the media that much, you don't really see them in a different light, you know. So um, that's what I love about Warrior. Warrior, ugh, Warrior Cinemax is the anti model minority myth. waiting to start my seven day trial see i gotta yes, sit down you can do it i did it <laughs> i did it in three days i did friday saturday sunday <laughs> I, I i when i nodded off i had to rewind and watch it again but um it's worth it and it is the anti of of model minority myth very it's positive something. then it was very positive you felt no you... it's not positive okay but there's nothing model about it but they do dress it but in a different way. So I'm excited about that. Um, uh, financing um, for that movie. Um, there was a lot of producers. Um, but and it, it took $250,000 to make it. Okay. So obviously these actors did not receive like a lot of money to be in it. But they all felt that it was important to be in this type of film. So um, um Perry Shen, who's the main guy um, who plays Ben, he, I read an article that he asked the other actors, like, how do, do you guys feel bad for filming this uh, movie during um, pilot season where it's like all the new shows and they're hiring new people? And he said all of them were like, hell no, you don't <laughs> feel bad because this is like, this is a dream, right, to be uh, starring in this, some, this type of film. And um, so uh, a lot of their agents were like, why are you working here? You could be, you know, auditioning for this, another show. Um, you're there, are they even paying you? You know, so it was not for the pay. It was just, even though they got paid, but um, it was for little money. Um, and it was filmed in Justin Lin's parents' house. A lot of the, <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> oh, really baller on a budget. Um the, the parents were selling that house and he asked them, could he wait? Could they put it off for one more month? And they filmed most of the scenes at his parents' house. And they all, okay. I don't know which That's one. Steve's but, house. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which house or maybe they just filmed in different, you know, rooms. Right. Cause it was a pretty big house and he had everybody stay there. So to build like a bond, I guess. So they had all the actors stay there and it was an empty house in a sense, like his parents weren't living there anymore, but they, he said, postpone it. So he was able to do that because he wanted it in OC. He wanted it, but you know, it's probably expensive to actually like build a set or, you sure. know, and on rent, a budget, they had rent a house. So he's yeah. like, we're going to use your house, mom and dad. Um, so that was good that he, they supported him in that way. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, the one other thing I wanted to say was one of the producers, and I found it interesting that he wasn't on the IMDb, was um, MC Hammer. MC, MC Hammer, Hammer. Yes, he needed a little bit more money. And uh, he uh, 
gosh, I can't remember the story, but MC Hammer read the script and he was so, he thought that there was a lot of passion behind it. So he had given, um, he had given some money to Justin Lin to finish the film. Wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. Um, so they, uh, the film that almost didn't get made because you know, you need money. Uh, they got, uh, to show their movie at um, Sundance Film Festival. So it was it was kind of like luck in a sense because they had already shown it like and it was kind of lukewarm, you know, lukewarm um, reaction. Um, but uh, they showed it on Sundance. They showed it like four times, right? By the third, they were receiving like so many good reviews from everybody at Sundance. That's and cool. Yeah, so it was amazing. And then there was one where they they had a panel after the third showing, and this um, this guy stands up, and I saw the video. He stands up and says, "Why would you make a film that is so negative about your people?" That's what he said. And Roger Ebert stood up and said, "They can do it." Like I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. If Roger Ebert. <laughs> had my voice this is what it would sound like he was just like they can do whatever the fuck they want like if white people made this movie you wouldn't be like why are you writing this putting your your people in a negative light he's like they want to they they can do and say about whatever they want about their culture and everybody just clapped because like the panel was like oh shit like this guy this other guy was like really yeah. Like, why would you do something like this to, again, model minority myth? You're supposed to yes. show that you're, you're in line and doing everything right. And Roger Ebert, because he co-signed on that, it, it became, he, it, it was nominated. For I did not film. know that he, that he would have, you know, that he said, yeah. stood up like and, that and says, that's, that's wonderful. And that's perfect. Like, I was like, that's true. Like, how can you, it's all kind of like, how could you tell people how to protest? You know, I don't like the way you're protesting. Like, like, I don't like the way you portray Asian Americans, but you're, you know what I mean? But you're not an Asian American. <laughs> it's true. Like, why don't we say that about, you know what, you know what it reminded me of? If you've ever seen this movie, Goodfellas. Which but, part in Goodfellas? Uh, no, just the oh. whole concept of Goodfellas. Like there's the, there's the narration on top. There's a group of guys doing bad things. You know what I mean? And it's like nobody ever said, oh, I can't believe you're saying all these bad things about the mafia. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's true. That is true. So I was, I was like, thank you, Roger Ebert, because uh, <laughs> because he said that every co-signed on it. They got nominated in Sundance Film and they received two awards. And that was, I noticed it was an MTV production or an mm -hmm. MTV. So they, was... Okay, so after the Sundance, they picked it up because, you know, a, a lot of people are there so they picked it up to distribute that film what a great story yeah I, I thought it was very interesting and very inspiring and it just says follow your passion tell your story whether people like it or not you know oh right I think we're ready and we got through all that without giving any spoilers <laughs> we did <laughs> It makes you want to watch it, right, guys? <laughs> hey, it's too, I say, like I said, I'm excited for the film club. We're not, we're not, 
Me too. That, that, we're that's not, not something I would have. Yeah. I would have. I would not have watched that on my own. But, but did you learn something? Did you learn? You know, it gave it, it gave me something to think about. Yeah. Um, I think it. You know, I, I can't speak too much on that because that would be giving stuff away. But and in our conversation about, it, I'm like, you know, I guess yeah. You know, it's it's how we're portrayed and and you know the stereotypes and the right. and, and we we the, sometimes perpetuate those stereotypes. I know I've done agree. it. True. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm a rule follower. Like that's just who I am. So I'm always like, well, I was told to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And I, I work know. without complaining. I yeah, work. I, I do. I work I, to death. Yeah. I try not to complain. Like, uh, and I look at that. I'm like, I'm contributing to that too. So I, how can I break that? So um, it helped me uh, later on when I was able to, again, be around other people that know how to speak up for themselves and really learn from that. And um, and um, I think part of it is us too, like us not being able to uh, to uh, to look at ourselves and acknowledge it. Um, if you were yes. to if you were to create your own movie, <laughs> what would it be about? <laughs> okay, surprise. That's good. <laughs> I would, if I had a chance to write or direct a movie, Mm -hmm. it would be a romance hallmark type of story, romance conflict between characters. And I, I think one of the questions was who would play me. Mm -hmm. It would either be, if if you were in there. Okay. If I was in there, it would be young Janine Garofalo, but she's not young Mm -hmm. anymore, but she, she looks great, but her, that type of character. Yes. Rachel Laycook. Who is okay. now in all those hallmarks, all those, you know, um, she's the, or which one was she? Mm-hmm. She's all that. The Yeah, like, she's just, I just like her character. You know, she's cute. She's, she's, she's not So like, that's what she's doing right now, huh? Yeah, she's doing a lot. She's on Netflix. She has yeah. a movie. Uh, you know, I just, lawyer one. I avoid it like the plague. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. Johnny would, Johnny would know. But, Johnny would know, but. Yeah. But one of the Wayans sons or whatever yeah. is in there is that he's cute. Yeah. It's, it's really I cute. Thought I, saw, I thought I saw like, you know, one of those trailer to it or something, you know, how they have a preview of it. Yes. So what about you? Um, I was thinking about it and I don't know if it would be like a, like a, like a documentary or if it would actually be like a, like a, a feature or something. But I do want to do, I would love to do a movie about colorism and racial bias and the subtleties of that. Like, I still am stuck on that um, just because, like, I'm always reminded of it. And I'm just like, even when I'm not looking for everyday it. everyday lives. It's our everyday lives. So yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, so my husband um, bought, uh, bought a Moana doll from niece. And we love Moana. We love Lilo and Stitch, but we love Moana. That's our latest one, right? And we love its message. I love that she's the only Disney princess that is not getting married at the end or has a love <laughs> interest. Like they didn't put Maui and her have a love interest. And she, and, uh, and I, I just love everything about the movie, about how uh, this little girl is doing what's right, but going out there and being courageous. Okay, so... Um, he buys this doll, beautiful doll, and it comes with a little, it comes with Pua the pig, right? 
And so uh, she likes it. She loves it. And um, we got some videos of her playing in the bath with Pua because it's all plastic. You know what I mean? It doesn't have any hair in it. And so, um, so her mom was like, because uh, she always wants to play with Pua in the bathtub or yeah. with her other, she has like banks, like piggy banks. And she's like, oh, do you not like Moana? Is it because she's, and she, and I, she looked at me and like, I was like, I, I wanted to say, but I want to assume I want her to say it. Right. Yeah. And, and she just started laughing. And I said, well, I said, <laughs> you know, um, Johnny wanted to buy her that dog cause we love Moana, but she's a Brown girl. And I said, she's a Brown girl, just like her. <laughs> I said, and she's a brown girl, just like her aunt. You said that? Yeah, I said that. Oh, and then what did, what did, uh, I mean, what did, what was the reaction? Um, I don't remember. Like, I just like, it kind of blew over. Like it just, it was like, a whatever. But I was like, I was like, I can't preach and lecture people about what they th- should think. So I was like, the only thing I can do is just to tell it, to say it, because I'm like, it was uncomfortable for me to hear it. Yeah. And I'm tired of he- being uncomfortable for other people. So like, let's, you can be uncomfortable with me in this, in this space. You don't have to actually be Brown to be Brown. Like acknowledge who you are. Um, that's the kind of movie I would want to make. Um, I don't know if it would be a documentary following it, girls um or boys you know um but that uh mestizo kind of thing is 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 more valuable or passing for white is more valuable than anything i think that needs to like that we need to not put so much value on that i think it's a message that has to be heard and i disagree with you that you cannot um reach older people because i will tell you that you know, since speaking with you on this, doing the podcast, having the people on our podcast that we have, it's really, really opened me up to, you know, my own feelings of, of colorism, you know, and, and how I view myself. So you have helped me, you know, spark that, that like knowledge in me of what I didn't know before. So, and then if yeah. it's your calling, if you're passionate about it, you definitely should. Yeah. I mean, I remember uh, my, uh, let's see, it's somebody I know was like telling her kids, uh, don't bring any Asians in this house. Don't get with any Asians. What? And I was like, wait a minute, I'm Asian. (laughs) (laughs) But she said, no, you're not Asian. You're Pacific Islander. Hmm. And I was just like, (laughs) wow. You're going to justify it by that. It's like, you shouldn't be saying that period. Yes. But so once you say it, then they don't say it in front of you, which is fine. Maybe you shouldn't say it in front of me. Um, Keep it to your, keep your, keep your discrimination to yourself and your racist, racial bias yourself. But if you're going to say it, that means you're comfortable making me feel uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to put that mirror right in front of you and um, it's going to be reflected back on you. So, um, when you say brown, it doesn't really mean brown skin. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell her, like, no, you're, you're just like me. Well, 
What did you think of Better Luck Tomorrow? Why do you think there hasn't been more films with more representation since? Do you think it was groundbreaking? Why? Or why not? Share your comments and ideas with us. Please share this podcast with people that might like our show. We'd love to hear from you. Leave a comment on our social media pages like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for The Coconut Connection. Our handles are in the show's notes. Or you can email us at coconutconnection, the number two, at gmail.com. First installment of the film club. Tell us what you think, um, how you watch the movie, and just let us know what you... I, I would be curious to see what other people think of, of this Um I, um, our next one, our next thing we're going to be doing is the book club. So it's usually going to be the last Sunday, the last Sunday of every month, we will be having a club, either a film club, a book club, and, um, we talk about it. So the next, our, our first book club installment is, uh, called Patron Saints of Nothing by Randy Ribay or Ribay. um, let me read what the synopsis says. So it says a powerful coming of age story about grief, guilt, and the risks a Filipino-American teenager takes to uncover the truth about his cousin's murder. Jay Riguero plans to spend the last semester of his senior year playing video games before heading to the University of Michigan in the fall. But when he discovers that his Filipino cousin June was murdered as part of President Duterte, Duterte's war on drugs and no one in the family wants to talk about what happened, Jay travels to the Philippines to find out the real story. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and it's That's gonna consi- be interesting. Yeah, and it's considered a um like a teen, a teen and young adult fiction. And it's gonna be interesting him coming from America then going mm-hmm. to the Philippines and if I wonder if there's a bit of culture clot like you know. Yeah, I wonder too. Covers. Like, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, a little Thanks bit about a little bit about the author. I'm just reading from Amazon. Randy Randy Ribay or Ribay was born in the Philippines and raised in the Midwest. A graduate of the University of Colorado and the Harvard Graduate School of Education, he taught English on the East Coast for a decade, but now teaches in San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. Mm, cool. Okay. So cool. So that kind of makes sense. Why? the main character uh, is planning to go to the University of Michigan. Yes. It's kind of like, kind of like you're kind of mirror, you know, writers mirror their lives. Mm -hmm. So there's things in his life. I thought that was, that's what I felt when you said that. Yeah. All right. So go ahead and read. You have a a month to read it. And then uh, everybody. (laughs) I need a day. (laughs) Well, everybody out there and um, we will talk to you again next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast, The Coconut Connection. I'm Jade. And I'm G. Until next time, try some eyes. No stink eye. Stay woke, not broke. Peace.